athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. I think, I think very deeply. In about four seconds, a teacher will begin to speak. I think very deeply. You're locked in to the dopest show on radio. From the press box to press row, I am your host, Donald Ware. We're less than two weeks away from 15 years on the air. From the press box to press row, come August 20th at 5.05 p.m. Eastern, we'll have been on the air for exactly 15 years. And I'll tell you what, we are celebrating. We're going to get it done virtually. Like, I'm going to be at a location uh, in Durham, North Carolina, doing the show. We're going to invite a couple of people in. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to practice social distancing, no doubt about it. But in terms of the guests that we're going to have on the 15-year celebration of From the Press Box to Press Road, that's going to be done virtually. And let me tell you what, we have reached out to so many guests. We have gotten some denials. Uh, we have gotten some uh, some that have not answered back, and we have gotten some that have said maybe. Well, I can confirm two of our guests on the 15-year celebration uh, from the press box to press row. One is going to be Super Bowl-winning quarterback Doug Williams. Right now, he's with the Washington football team franchise uh, in the uh, player personnel area act, and uh, he's going to join us as well as Kevin Frazier. Kevin Frazier, one of the hosts of Entertainment Tonight, also going to be part of the 15-year celebration of From the Press Box to Press Row again. That is going to take place, mark your calendars, Thursday, August 20th, beginning at 5.05 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 4.05 p.m. Central Time, 2.05 p.m. Pacific Time. We're going to have a whole lot of fun with that program. We're going from 5.05 until about 7 o'clock p.m., so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're Again, we're going to get it done virtually via Zoom. And all of the information, I want you to do this. We're beginning to put the information on our website at box2row.com. We'll have the Zoom. If it's not already up there, we're going to have the Zoom link for you as we get a little bit closer to August 20th. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at box to row B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, as well as Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W, and oh, by the way, on Instagram as well, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. 15-year celebration going to be taking place again Thursday, August the 20th, beginning at 5.05 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to get it done virtually, and we want you to be a part 
of the celebration via Zoom. And then we're also going to have uh, the celebration on TV. It's good, And you can be able to view the TV version if you're not into Zoom and so forth. Uh, you can also view the TV version uh, on our website also at BoxToRow.com. Got a really good show for you today here on the program. As a matter of fact, in the next segment, we're going to be joined by the vice president of media for the Washington football team, Julie Donaldson. Julie Donaldson, again, senior vice president of media for the Washington football team. She's going to join us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. I'm very much looking forward to the conversation with Julie Donaldson, a trailblazer, because when you look at the National Football League, there are no females in a position like this in all of the National Football League. And you remember two weeks ago when we talked about the Washington Post article that talked about the 15 women uh, that came forward with sexual harassment claims against the Washington Redskins. Really, one talked on the record. The other 14 opted not to talk on the record because they had signed an NDA or non-disclosure agreement. So they didn't come on the record to talk about it. But again, as I mentioned at that point, like it was a, it was very, I was very disappointed in the Washington football team behind that article. And shortly thereafter, Julie Donaldson was named senior vice president of media for the Washington football team. Doesn't this, this feels different for all the, the Washington football team fans. And by the way, those that of course, listen to us on WHUR in Washington, very familiar with Julie Donaldson's been in the market now for in excess of 10 years. She was on NBC Sports Washington, formerly known as Comcast. She was one of the the anchors on their nightly program. She hosted a couple of uh, uh, of Washington football team post-game shows, uh, as a matter of fact. So very familiar. And I'm very much looking forward to the conversation. Want to get Julie Donaldson's thoughts on the Washington Post article. Want to get her thoughts on the name change also to the Washington football team. Julie Donaldson going to join us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Want to talk some NBA on the program. Want to talk some National Football League on the program. Listen. The bubble situation with respect. And by the way, let me say this before I forget. I am predicting right now that the Carolina Hurricanes, the Carolina Hurricanes are going to win the Stanley Cup. I'm saying it right now. Now, you may say, well, all they did, all the the, the Hurricanes did were uh, was to sweep the Rangers. Okay, which was good. I mean, that was good. It was, it was the way in which also the Hurricanes swept the Rangers but again if I look up and down that roster a young roster but I think the key to the roster and I think the key to that Hurricanes team is Rod Brindamore the head coach remember a former player tough as nails you know he he exudes that and brings sort of that toughness and really the confidence to those young players you have a Justin Williams who's an older player and I just think, and by the way, Rod Brindamore was part of the 2006 Carolina Hurricanes that won the Stanley Cup as well. I, I just feel like there's a lot of hockey still left to play. 
But I think, you know, I just feel like, I just feel like the Hurricanes are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. We'll see. And, and, and think about this. The Hurricanes made the playoffs for the first time last year in 10 years. So, listen, to be able to do what the Hurricanes did last season, by the way, make it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals this year so far, sweeping the Rangers, I think it's a good look. And, again, I'm predicting uh, the Hurricanes to win the Stanley Cup. But, listen, I want to talk some NBA, the NBA getting it right as far as the bubble is concerned. I want to talk some National Football League, the National Football League, uh, just not getting it right not a bubble. There's not a bubble situation. There's, you know, the protocols, again, as we talked about, going back a couple of weeks ago, really came late. The protocols now in place. But, uh, you know, the NBA, in terms of the bubble, so far, no players have tested positive for COVID-19, for the coronavirus. That is huge. So the NBA getting it done right. We're seeing some really good matchups. It's a weird deal, right? Like with the NBA right now, it's sort of oh, it's sort of in a weird space. You got games that come on in the daytime uh, on a weekday. You have a you know you could have four games that are aired uh, beginning at one o'clock all the way. And by the way, some of those games that used to air at like ten thirty are are pushed up to maybe nine o'clock. So you're able to get those games in. Boy, I had a chance the other day to watch the Grizzlies uh, and the uh, Pelicans. You're talking about John Morant didn't have his greatest performance. Zion Williamson was absolutely tremendous. He was tremendous. Brandon Ingram down the stretch was tremendous. And I'm going to tell you what. The Grizzlies got to be careful. They're missing, a, you know, they, 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 they've, they've had and been beset by some injuries. But what I saw from Zion Williamson, particularly in that fourth quarter, was nothing short of amazing. And, I, and in my opinion, I thought they were babying Zion Williamson a little bit. I mean, I get it. You got to put him on restrictive minutes because he's been injury prone and you make it a big investment in that guy. He's definitely the future and the, the present and the future of the Pelicans. I just thought that, hey, listen, you know, he's got to be able to play in the fourth quarter. I get it. Maybe you know, regulate his minutes somewhere else. But, man, in the fourth quarter, that guy has got to play. So going to talk more about that, uh, talking more National Football League, more NBA, college football still saying they're not going to play college football. The NCAA is right now saying that a decision has got to be made uh, by respective conferences on August the 21st, uh, not before August the 21st, and I'll have more thoughts on that Julie Donaldson is up next she's the senior vice president of media for the Washington football team as from the press box to press row rolls on the old renaissance is the new renaissance standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction this is the Harlem Brewing Company uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste a sound and a feeling that can only be described in one way Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitbeer, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh Market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsboro. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's Salt Box. Sam's Bottle Shop 
and Bull McCabe's and in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. Hey, what happened to all the Marjorie's beef jerky? Hey, what's up, bro? It was you, wasn't it? What was? Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You ate all the Marjorie's beef jerky, didn't you? Yeah, so what? That was mine. Dad just bought that for me yesterday. Don't worry, I'll just go online and buy some more. No big deal. Wait, you can just go online and buy more? Well, in that case, I'm going to buy the original orange teriyaki and sweet and spicy. But I do expect you to pay me back for all that beef jerky you ate. Marjorie's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. Purchase Marjorie's Beef Jerky online right now at Marjorie'sBeefJerky.com. That's Marjorie'sBeefJerky.com. Or call them toll-free, 844-340-7613. Marjorie's Beef Jerky, the best beef jerky on the planet. On last week's From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware. John Calipari, men's basketball coach at Kentucky. The question, first of all, is how does your old house look? And I know what my house has looked like for 20 years. The only reason I've had any success, the only reason you know me, the only reason is because African-American families have entrusted me with their sons. That's it. No, I'm not sitting here. Or you're not talking to me. And if I think that it's about me and what I've been able to do, then I got this backwards. From the press box to press row is one of the hottest sports talk shows in the country. Join Donald each week as he takes you on a journey through the world of HBCU sports and pro sports and interviews with top sports and entertainment figures. That's from the press box to press row each week on your favorite station. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket Still to come here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Senior Vice President of Media for the Washington football team, Julie Donaldson, to join us on the program. Looking forward to the conversation with Julie Donaldson, a trailblazer and history maker. A little welcome back, Cotter. The theme song from the TV series from the 70s. Welcome back, Cotter. Boy, it was one of my favorite sitcoms. And really, I don't know if I really remember watching it in the 70s, but watching the reruns is one of my favorites. And I played that song because we got a couple of radio stations. We got a welcome back. One is WNAA had been away from us for a couple of weeks, but now is back. And when you talk about WNAA, I mean, since 2007, I believe WNAA has been carrying from the press box to press row. Welcome back to all of the great listeners in Greensboro, High Point throughout the triad in Southern Virginia, going all the way to Salisbury. North Carolina, Martinsville, Danville in Virginia, etc., etc. Welcome back. Then one of the other radio stations, we'll call them out a little bit later on in the program. Been away for about 10 years. We're going to welcome them back a little bit later on in the program. Your participation always warranted here on From the Press Box to Press Row. 
Hit me up here via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. While you're there, follow us. Also on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two R-O-W. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter account, at dware one at dware one or my personal Instagram account, at WearDonald. Thank you to all of the great affiliates around the country that carry from the press box to press row. For instance, KALU out of Langston, Oklahoma. Speaking about welcoming back, how about Hot 97.9 FM in Raleigh? Came back on with us last week. Glad to have Hot 97.9 on board. How about those that listen to us? In Lawrence, Greenwood, Greenville, Spartanburg, South Carolina on WLBG. Also, those that listen to us on The Change, WKRA, out of Holly Springs, Mississippi, and Memphis, Tennessee. So glad you've joined us. Those that listen to us on Sirius XM, Channel 142, and those that listen to us around the world at BoxToRow.com. Let's continue here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Got a special guest on the line. As a matter of fact, you know I'm a huge football team. That's the new name, huge fan. Been that way ever since. And on the line, we're joined by the new senior vice president of media for the Washington football team. No stranger to the Washington area. Julie Donaldson joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Julie, congratulations and welcome to the program. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, I think I'm just going into maybe my third week. It already feels like it's been maybe three months at least. Uh, <laughs> there's been so much that we've been trying to do, trying to accomplish and get into place. So I, I really kind of came in, hit the ground running. And of course, nothing like one of being the first day on the job to say, you know what, we are retiring the old name. We're going to be calling ourselves Washington <laughs> football team. Uh, and then up and, and it's just been nonstop since then, but it's really been better than I could have imagined. And I honestly didn't even really imagine this job being mine a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I, I want to talk about that now. So the the first thing I must ask, see, so I'm in North Carolina. Um, we get Comcast when I subscribe to it. Definitely subscribe during the course of the season. The problem is because of the Panthers, they block Redskins Nation. But every once in a while, it slips through. Like, are we st- Are you still doing Redskins Nation? I hope. Yeah, well, we, we've been, one of the things that we went straight to work at is there are seven linear television program shows that we are reformatting all of them. Uh, so they will be coming out. Of course, it's going to have a different name, different look, different set. Um, look, and I, it's it's just going to be something that we thought was going to be fresh for the fans to really get behind. Uh, something that's going to bring you, you know, making sure you get the X's and the O's from the team, what's going on, the news, the notes around the league, all of that good stuff that you have to know as you progress in the season. But also, we really want to dive a little bit deeper into the players, kind of get to know them on that. I mean, a lot of them have really great interest and you see on their Instagrams that they're always kind of trying to promote their brand. So we want to kind of like work that into the shows as well and get some deeper interviews and, and really kind of pull some good stuff out of the guys. So I'm looking forward to that. We're trying to remake the studio. That's why there's just a white wall behind me. We're <laughs> things, changing things around, trying to get things going. Um, but hopefully soon those shows will be up and going. And then, yeah, maybe they'll sneak on and you'll be able to catch it. You know, yeah, I hope so. Uh, you know, it's interesting because you're no stranger. Like you hosted a lot of after post game shows uh, for the Washington football team. Um, speak to the familiarity you have. And I know you have a lot of fresh ideas for this position coming in. 
Yeah, well, look, I mean, I've been in the market for 10 years. Uh, you know, I, I'm originally from Florida um, and I've worked in Miami, New York City, Boston proper, and, and now here in DC, but this has been home for the last 10 years. I'm officially a 202 girl. Uh, so I've been <laughs> since I came here and especially really been immersed in it over the last few years doing their pre and post game shows on game day. Um, you know, so it's just everything that I'm going to be doing now is just going to be an extension of what I've already been doing. Uh, it's done on a different level, you know, uh, being a part of the game day broadcast. I'm really looking forward to that challenge. Uh, you know, might be a few bumps along the way as you learn as just as anything. And we're trying something new. We're really going to push the envelope. That's the one thing that, you know, team owner Dan Snyder really challenged me with. And one of the reasons why they brought me in. Uh, so we're, we're looking forward to kind of really getting creative with that, but making sure that, you know, fans don't miss a single play when it comes time to, to be on the field. Sure. What does it mean to your history maker um, as the, the first female senior vice president for media, uh, not only for the, uh, excuse me, I was getting ready to call them the other name, the Washington football team, uh, but, but in voices, it just generally speaking, voices in the National Football League. What does that mean to you? Yeah, you know, when, when they were going through this, they said you'd, you'd be the first female to actually hold this role in this position. And I mean, it wasn't lost on me, the, the magnitude of that, um, because there are so many women that have paved the way to open up the door for my careers. And even then at times I can look around a locker room and realize, oh, I'm like the only one here. Maybe there's only two of us, you know, and we're, we're definitely outnumbered, but we have to kind of like help unite each other. And I think help each other in these situations. Um, and, but it doesn't come without somebody already doing it ahead of you. It's kind of blows my mind. There have been women in the broadcast booth. There have been women that have called games, but they have never been full-time part of a broadcast uh, team throughout the, the entire season. So I, I'm really looking forward to that challenge. Uh, do I think of it as a first and, and where my name's going to go into, you know, maybe any history books or anything along those lines? Not at all, because to me, it's just, it's still me. I'm still doing the job that I was hired to do, and, and hopefully I can do it to where fans are really going to embrace it and welcome it. And it's going to be something that I think they'll appreciate. At least that's the hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm really, to, I'm willing no. and ready to work my butt off for this and hopefully put the right team around me to, to really put a great product out there. I just can't get caught up in anything bigger than, than the one game that we're doing um, at that time. Yeah, no question about it. Julie Donaldson, Senior Vice President of Media for the Washington football team, joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Interestingly enough, and I got to be honest, like I was dis the, the, the Washington Post article with respect to the sexual harassment uh, of I think it was 14 or 15 women over the years was very disappointing me as a uh, as a Washington football team uh, fan. Uh, Washington Post doesn't miss much. Uh, your thoughts, uh, your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, look, again, I mean, I've been around this team for, for quite a few years. Um, I knew when that article came out what it was about. I did not know the extent of it. You know, I didn't realize there were 15, and there probably are more that didn't speak up. There are probably more that maybe might come out later. You know, I, I think that's what happens when somebody has the courage to speak up is then others come with them, and then you realize you're not so alone in what you're feeling, and you feel that there's extra power in numbers. And, and that's what we're seeing. It's it's very unfortunate. Look, I am very sensitive to those women that felt that and that experienced that, and it, it really ticks me off in all honesty because right. nobody should have to come to work for something that especially in, in the jobs that we hold, they're supposed to be fun. I mean, these jobs are far and few in between. You know, it's supposed to be fun. You should be able to be recognized just for the work you do and not have to be harassed or have anything come against you that prevents that. So in all honesty, there's a part of me that gets really fired up and says that cannot exist uh, while I'm here that I'm aware of. And that is one thing that I will do. And that this, uh, you know, the, the new leadership team that's in here, those that have been coming in, those that have been here before, they're fed up with it as well. And they said, look, we wanna make sure there's zero tolerance for that, that we hold each other accountable. And we've already come right in and I said, you know, we started a women's leadership uh, board and we have now seven, I think six or seven members that are on that. We held our first all team meeting with all the women in the organization. 45 women joined that. 
and I think there's maybe 60 in the organization and they were so anxious and eager to kind of meet each other uh, because especially during COVID you're broken apart we have some that are at the stadium some that are at the park here uh, and there's miles in between in different departments and they haven't had the opportunity to kind of get to know each other to have those conversations to have that community to kind of say wait what are you experiencing what am I doing how can I do you know and I think when you do bring that together then should something happen, you don't feel so alone and you feel that there's gonna be accountability for that. And if, if you can't speak up, somebody can speak up for you and action will have to be taken. So I love that we've got that together, that the women are excited to get into it. We're gonna have a lot of things that will help bond each other and bring them in as well to understand, you know, where we're coming from and what's important and how we can all support each other. So we're taking action, you know, I mean, what happened yesterday, uh, the people here now shouldn't pay the sins and, and the price for that. You know, that dark cloud that's been over, finally, I think we can say, okay, let's let it go. We're dealt with it, we've cleaned house on that. And, and I do believe that because everybody that I've met with and talked with, I, you know, I know that they're good people and they're striving for that. And should somebody come around that there's still going to be mistreatment, I promise you, um, if there's somebody that I'm aware of, I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up and we're going to take action. Um, but to my understanding, and, and I've talked to a lot of people that were here before and here now, um, I, I'm hoping that really we've cleaned that out and, and that that's not going to be an issue going forward. Yeah, no, sounds good. You know, I, I, it's interesting. I read where um, you weren't sure if you wanted this new position, which uh, 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 you know, I mean, it's a great position, but I read, I mean, you, you are, were doing some big things at NBC sports, Washington. And, and again, read where you maybe didn't uh, want this position per se. Yeah. Well, when they first came to me, it, you know, it, it just was a little bit hard for me to kind of wrap my mind around it <laughs> right. and everything. I mean, you think of all that the job was before and I'm like sitting there saying like, are you, are you sure you called the right person for this? And remember the job before was play by play, you know, and, and I haven't done that. You know, I, I watch the game. I know the game. I know the team. But, you know, I haven't done that and I wasn't going to shortchange the fans by me trying to sit there and call the down distance and, and capture those moments. Uh, but they said that, you know what, all right, let's make this so you can come in. We want you in the booth. We want that voice. We want, you know, your knowledge, your experience and, and your familiarity with the team. Uh, and so they said, we're going to make this work so we can bring you on board. And they did a hard sell job on me and they, they let me talk to, you know, whomever I could to make sure that those issues from yesterday weren't going to be carrying forward and that I wasn't, you know, joining an organization that would still have that haunting them. Uh, so I could join somebody I'm going to be proud of. I and mean, we're putting in a lot of hours here. You have to like the people you work with. You have to like the job. You have to like the product you're in. Um, and so I was very well aware of that, you know, I couldn't do that if I was fully convinced um, that it wasn't going to be the right job for me. So, you know, they made sure that they gave me the, the right information, the right people to talk to that say, look, this is where your career is going to go to another level. We're, we're going to tap into that leadership. We're going to give you the opportunity to use your voice. Uh, you know, we want you to, to go out there and make these shows better because you have that experience. And, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm hoping I can do. And the great thing, too, is I have a great staff that I'm bringing along with me and saying, look, this is not the Julie Donaldson show by any stretch of the imagination. You know, I, I can only do so much. I'm out there enough, but I want to see uh, other people's careers really kind of flourish as well and, and bring them up. And, and head coach Ron Rivera has the same same philosophy. And so it's really kind of easy to buy into. Um, and it, it's fun working with the guys every day uh, and with the crew that we have here. We're talking with Julie Donaldson, senior vice president of media for the Washington football team. More of the conversation after this small pause for the cause. This is from the press box to press row. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. I'm excited I get to play for them. They support us in everything we do. You know, it's a joy to, you know, go to work and, and know that you're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to shoot for you as loud as they can no matter who you're playing. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused. Just really, you know, excited. He's Chadwick Bozeman and he joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. You are, in fact, a graduate. What do you remember 
most about your days at Howard? Howard is like one of those experiences where <laughs> you know it's a it's a bubble. You know it's a it's a special moment. Like I had some great teachers. Felicia Rashad was one of my teachers. You know, I just remember being nurtured to respect black writers, black directors, black actors, as well as the classics. So you got the full scope of what you should experience. And I think that's unique to Howard. I just love the fact that they respected the full scope of it. Kiki Palmer joining us here on the program. I, I've come in a lot of different ways. I think I've definitely grown as far as my age progression. And that shows that I've literally grown, I guess, on screen. And people have seen me from, you know, a young kid to coming of age into an adult. And I feel like slowly but surely they're not taking that Akila memory out their head, but realizing Akila also has, you know, has grown up. I don't ever want to typecast it as just the weed hosting girl. That is the voice of Steph Curry. Your progress from Davidson to now with Golden State. Where I've come from in high school into a small D1 college at Davidson. Uh, it's a great story and uh, I'm just having fun, you know, living my dream and riding the ride. That's the voice, of course, of T.I. There's some hard times down in the ATL, though, T.I. Yeah, and if that is understood. It wouldn't be the first. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be the first, nor the worst. But, you know, you got to stay down with the home team, you know. No, nah, no question. I'm, I'm still, I'm still down with the skins, man. What can I say? They're, they're not doing too well right now. Well, like, <laughs> you know what I mean. We gotta, hey, 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 look, man. We gotta, we gotta hold it down so we can, so we can get it back right again. <laughs> that is the voice of Maria Taylor, ESPN college sports analyst. College Game Day is a show that I grew up watching, a, a show that I've always loved. I knew that when I was uh, able to join, I was more than excited. I found out the same week as I turned thirty. And it's just something that I never dreamed I would be a part of, but something that I'm so thankful to have under my belt have done for an entire season. It's, there's nothing like it, honestly. Hello, I'm Josh Stone, and I'm here chatting to Donald on Thunder Press Box to Press Roll. Kimber Walker. There's a lot more poise now. You know, um, the game is slowed down, so you know, I kind of know what to expect. You know, I've been watching a lot of film on our offense and, you know, what plays I can make. You know, I'm just trying to make the best plays possible. When I draw a second defender to me, um, I know my job is done. I'm just trying my best to find the open guy. You know, the difference is guys are making shots. That's been the biggest difference. I'm talking about none other than Common. Well, I ended up with Sam just because I wanted to major in business. And Sam, you had the illustrious school of business. And, I mean, I played high school basketball, but... At one point, my career kind of rounded off because I got injured and I wasn't getting as much playing time, so I became impatient. I went to school first, starting off with general studies, then I found out that business was the key. That's what I wanted to do. I got into the school of business, and it was definitely a great learning experience for me. She's regarded as the best gymnast in the world. She's Simone Biles, the ESPN Swimsuit Edition. Actually, really fun. Like, to be honest, me and Ali had a lot of fun. We were like, oh, of course, like, we're the best shape of our lives. We're feeling confident about our body and we hope that other young girls and women might feel that being strong is so beautiful. So that's what we kind of try to do. Mine was just like beauty, but also showing muscles. Like I feel like when little girls look at that, they'll think it's okay to have muscles and be beautiful and like sexy at the same time in a good manner. And I think that's what we got across, hopefully. It was great. Greatest football player to ever play, Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali was a principal person in the country at the time, and he stood up and said that he was not going to the service because it was against his religion. Mm-hmm. All, all the top black athletes together, along with Carl Stoke, the first black mayor of a major city. So 
I'm glad you brought that particular incident up. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh, man, thank you for having me, Clay, in a real way. I mean, I'm so honored. Snoop, you football league has done so many wonders. We got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have grown into Division One. WWE champion Alexa Bliss. How does one go from being a cheerleader as you were at the Division One level at Akron to being the WWE champion? <laughs> well, uh, after I cheered in Akron, my uh, trainer had told me that WWE was having a tryout. So, and they knew I was a fan. So I went online and I submitted a video to WWE.com. Um, I didn't think anything would come of it, but then I was called and given a tryout. And then after I tried out, I was signed to NXT and it just kind of became a roller coaster from there. So we're joined by the one and only Jerry Rice. What do you remember most about those days at Mississippi Valley State? What is going on at Mississippi Valley State University? <laughs> Why are these guys putting up unbelievable numbers? And that brought awareness to the school. And after that, I got drafted to the San Francisco 49ers. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. <laughs> and you're listening From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment. Check the show out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's From the Press Box to Press Row. Real. Relevant. Radio. Track down the names making news in sports from the press box to press row. It's Donald Ware from the press box to press row. Welcome back to from the press box to press row. You can join us on the conversation via Twitter at box to row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W, as we're talking with Julie Donaldson, Senior Vice President of Media for the Washington football team, joins us on the program. A couple of more thoughts. As a Washingtonian, having grown up uh, in the area as a, a Washington football team uh, fan, I, I never looked at the I never looked at the previous name uh, in the in as a as a slur, although it is. I never yeah. looked at it like mm-hmm. that way. So I, I want to know your thoughts uh, on that and then. Uh, what could the new name be in the future? I think, you, don't you have some insight on that? Maybe. No, I really don't. <laughs> um, but here's the cool thing. Look, to, to change, I mean, it, it has such a history with the old name. You know, I mean, you can't just all of a sudden snap your fingers right. and all of a sudden adapt a new mascot and say, all right, we want everybody to be behind us because, you know, the division is what led them to having to get to this moment to change it anyways. And it was, you know, kind of years in the making of people saying, look, they had problems with it and it all just accumulated this year. And so they want to make sure that they're very thoughtful with whatever they do go forward with, but they didn't want it dragging over throughout the entire sin because look, the, the team struggled last year. There's a reason why Ron Rivera is brought in here to try and turn around this three and 13 team or, uh, you know, to try and fix that and bring them around. So, you know, he has enough work on him and they didn't want that, that hovering over. So they said that we, the best thing we can do is say, let's keep it the traditions there by calling us the Washington football team established in 1932. So you have the history that comes with it and, and we'll just take, we're going to take our time to get it right. You know, we want to get the input from the fans. Um, you know, look, I, I use the word just the same as well. And I, I thought of it as a word of endearment, something to be proud of. And I know a lot of the fans, you know, the majority of them viewed it that way. But I also talked to some of my friends that are native American and they said, look to them, it's offensive. 
and and that it, it bothered them and to, to even think that that was out there was something that they they didn't appreciate and in all honesty it just took one of my good friends telling me that and I said you know what I, I never really thought of it that way I never saw it that way um, but look if, if that's how you're perceiving it I would never want to do anything that would would harm you or upset you so you know I'm kind of glad that this is the stance that they've taken I know it's going to take a while for for the fans to fully get behind it but I think Washington football team is the right way to go for this season and then hopefully we'll see what maybe organically comes around and what the fans really rally behind um, when and if that day comes to change it to, to what the future will be. It's a lot of talent on this football team, uh, particularly when you look on the defensive side of the football, Dwayne Haskins, if he can make sort of that next step, the wide receivers are, are young. I know we've been beset by some injuries and, and so forth. Hopefully Geis is back healthy. Your thoughts on what the Washington football team uh, can do in t- particularly with Ron Rivera in 2020. Yeah, well, look, you mentioned it. The talent is on defense, and and when you don't have minicamps, OTAs, or a preseason, it's going to be easier for the defense to get in sync and into cohesion more than the chemistry and the rhythm of the offense. And and that is where they are really stacked, especially in that defensive line up front. Uh, So that's where they're counting on the strength to be. And look, uh, head coach Ron Rivera was a former linebacker, defensive-minded coach. Jack Del Rio, former head coach, a linebacker, defensive-minded coach, uh, getting there and taking over that defense. So, you know, I I anticipate the defense being the one that kind of really carries this team to get going and, and one of the reasons that they have the opportunity to win games but hopefully that offense is not far behind I mean you talk to Dwayne Haskins Jr. and look at what he's done the offseason I mean he is fit he is sharp he's ready to get there and go and he has the confidence that he didn't have last season because there was that shuffle when he when is he going to get and when is he not when we start will and not and now you know that you know it's his job to lose he is the leader of this team um, for as long as he can take them and to go into that. So it's going to be exciting to see where are the playmakers, who who emerges for that. I mean, there's a lot of question marks on the offense, um, even on the on the offensive line of who's going to be playing left tackle since Trent yeah. Williams departed. And, uh, you know, you, you, you have that spot open and some bright guys that are going to be competing for it. Terry McLaurin, I mean, he is electrifying mm-hmm. with no reason why he shouldn't come out, but there's going to be tape on them. So he's going to have guys that are going to know how to play them. But it's kind of who's going to emerge outside of that. And, and I think there's a lot of guys that have the opportunity to step up. And I know this coaching staff is going to give them those opportunities to be playmakers and is Alex Smith remarkable right my goodness it, it blows your mind I mean look I mean I, I was at that game um and, and I can still clearly remember every emotion every thought every vision of what happened in that play um and when he went down and the, the sound of the crowd and the emotion from that when he was carted off I mean it gives me goosebumps just this moment to think about that and then you hear and you saw the progress you know when that story came out on him that he almost just not lost his life but lost um, or lost his leg but almost lost his life in this and then to hear him coming back and being cleared for football activities, you know, I mean, nobody wants to come up and hit him and take him down by any stretch of the imagination. And there's a long ways to go before he gets into that situation to begin with. Uh, but it's, it's an amazing story. It's a triumphant story. Everybody in this town, I think even around the league is rooting for him. But at the same time, you're like, going, are you really going to go out there and do this again? Because nobody wants to live that heartbreak again. But um, right now we're all on the, you know, go Alex, go. Yeah. Julie Donaldson, again, Senior Vice President of Media for the Washington football team, joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Once again, Julie, congratulations. Continued success in all you do. Of course. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Julie, and the work, the excellent work we know you're going to do for the Washington football team. Again, Julie Donaldson, Senior Vice President of Media for the Washington football team, joining us on the program, and we'll post this interview on our website, boxtorow.com, uh, or on our, our podcast series, From the Press Box to Press Row podcast series. You can check this interview out 
uh, on our website beginning uh, on Monday. This will be posted. And I I tell you what, a lot of things to unpack in terms of what Julie had to say. Your thoughts, hit me up via Twitter at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. And again, one of the voices now of the Washington football team director uh, handles all of the media internal. I talked about the uh, program. Well, I don't, I don't know if they, I guess you can't call it Redskins nation, but uh, you know, whatever they're going to call it, same kind of magazine type of show aired every day, even during the off season. And um, so we'll see sort of how that particular show plays out, but just, I think a lot of great things happening really with the Washington football team. I mean, if you look at that, if you look at the helmet, like, the new helmets kind of dope, really. It's got the number of the player on the side of the helmet. The, you know, the colors are popping. Um, I even like what they're using for the logo with the W. So, um, you know, remains to be seen, you know. But I, I tell you what, I, I listen, this is how you, you know, it's a lot of negative publicity surrounding the Washington football team. You go back to the name that's been going on for quite some time, but a lot of pressure came down this year when money was going to be pulled away, when advertisers and sponsors said, Hey, we're going to pull out of this. And so I know, I mean, you, you got to know that Daniel Snyder and his team had a plan and they, they knew that this day was coming. They knew this day was coming and really have been prepared for this they held out to the very end could till they couldn't hold out anymore and said okay we're going to change the name ultimately did had this in place and i mean this is going to sell like the look i like the whole look everything i mean this is really really tight and this is how you turn something that goes against you which could be considered a negative again for me i mean I, it's just the team i know as as the old name it's just the team i knew but in a lot of people's eyes, this name should not have been the name of this team. And so you turn that into this. And then, of course, the article that came out in the Washington Post was pretty, I mean, it was pretty telling. No question about that. But all that said, the Washington football team is bouncing back. New look. We talked about, talk with Julie about it. Good players. Defensive side of the football going to be loaded. I mean, let's not forget free safety Landon Collins. I mean, he had a decent season, but again, the, the defense was all over the place on last year. So you've got new leadership with Jack Del Rio running things. And by the way, Ron Rivera as the head coach and a defensive-minded guy. I mean, this defense, I think when you look at the defensive line, a lot of young talent. The Washington football team goes out and gets Chase Young with the number two pick adding to an already really, really good offensive line. Uh, you know, I, I think if if there's a weakness, if there's a weakness, you know, the corner, one of the corner positions. Uh, but, but that's, you know, but again, this is, I think it's going to be a good football team. Listen, if Dwayne Haskins can take that next step. And everybody has been saying, and you heard Julie say it as well, that he looks so good. And it looks like he's going to make, if he can make that next step with McLaurin, they've got a good young, I, from day one, when I saw the first game 
last year. I can't remember now. I think it may have been the Eagles, even though it was a loss. I looked at this receiving core like, these receivers are pretty good. You know, and again, uh, Alex Smith, if, if, if Haskins should happen to get hurt or maybe it, it's just not clicking for him uh, in year two, then you always have and Alex Smith right there as well, who, that, again, that is a remarkable story to come back at his age from breaking his leg, the manner in which he did it, a la Joe Theismann, and to be able, he almost died from, like, let, let's really think about that. Alex Smith almost died from that injury. Forget about playing football ever again. He needed to live, okay, with so many operations, and boy, it just looked bad. And not only to be able to come back from that, but to be able to have the opportunity to be cleared for for team activities and to have the opportunity to once again play football, I think is absolutely remarkable. And I tell you, I'm just so much looking forward if we have a season. Now, I mean, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother deal. I mean, I you know, I'm more optimistic that the league is going to play because, again, you know, the league, as I've stated many, many times, it's a lot of arrogance with respect to the league. And you can just see how the way the league is conducted business. Everything has pretty much gone on as scheduled to the point. Got to bring it up again. You didn't even have in place days before camps opened the protocols to keep players safe that's that that's bad I mean that speaks volumes to me I don't know you're gonna have some guys you've already had some guys that have opted out you're gonna have some more guys you're gonna have some guys that are gonna opt out of the season even if we play but you're talking about a you can do all the testing you want but you're talking about a contact sport I mean look at the numbers in 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 baseball in the numbers of coronavirus cases and that is a naturally social distanced sport. Yet look at all you have going on there. So we can talk more about that uh, on the other side. If you want to talk about anything that Julie Donaldson had to say, be my guest. I'm open to that here on From the Press Box to Press Row. On the other side, we're going to talk some NBA here on From the Press Box to Press Row. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whip Beer. The neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh Market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsboro. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Salt Box, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's. And in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. Welcome back to From the Press Box to Press Row. You can join us on the conversation 
via Twitter at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two R-O-W, talk with Julie Donaldson, the new senior vice president of media for the Washington football team, talked a little Washington football team. You know, I played that song, The Man Right Cheer, and that is mystical, and BET has done a a, a documentary on Master P and No Limit. And it has been excellent through four episodes. It's been absolutely outstanding. It took me back. See, I was a student when, when Master P and No Limit was really hot, really doing its thing, uh, during, doing their thing. I was a student at Morgan State, and I used to write for the school newspaper called the Morgan State University spokesman. And I remember I was the sports editor, but the features editor at the time would let me uh, review No Limit CDs because we used to always get like No Limit would send us CDs of every every artist that came out. As a matter of fact, I you know, I never thought about that, but I look back. They said No Limit released 23 albums in 1998. Now, I do remember a lot of albums being released. As a matter of fact, you know, I was watching that series. And by the way, with Master P, I, you know, had some opportunity to make some NBA teams, the Hornets and uh, the Toronto Raptors. I think it was, you know, I don't know, more of, okay, it's a marketing thing, right? And it's a good thing because you have Master P, so it's going to draw more interest to, matter of fact, I think it was one of the preseason games like the Hornets. It was so many fans in the stands at a preseason game for the original, I should say the original Charlotte Hornets. And I mean, but when you think about, you know, and by the way, again, Master P having some opportunities um, to 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 do a little something, something in the NBA. As a matter of fact, they show one clip whereas in in the same game with Toronto he he was he just went off was hitting all kinds of three-pointers and jump shots and so forth had his opportunity but again that was a great time in hip hop it was a great time for music coming out of the south and i mean no limit was cranking out records they were talking Mia X and Mac and 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 Mystical my goodness Mystical was like the man, and then you add Snoop Dogg to that. As a matter of fact, I think when we had Snoop back on the, sh- the uh, program a couple of years ago, some years ago, I think I asked him about that whole No Limit deal, which was a great move at the time for him. I mean, so many artists were on that label, and then ultimately it, um, I-, I think ultimately what happened, Cash Money Records got its, I think it was a $32 million deal that Cash Money got in like, uh, was it 99, I think, something like that. And then that ultimately started the downfall of No Limit Records as we knew it. But Master P still on his game, was able to get Little Romeo and so still doing some things. As a matter of fact, Master P doing some big things. And what was great for to hear for me um, was that, you know, he was, I mean, he had money and was spending it. Like he was taking care of the artists. And he wasn't afraid to spend money. Uh, I mean, they said, what, he he went and met with Suge Knight in jail. Suge Knight was in jail. And uh, they agreed that uh, to buy out, 
or or Master P agreed to buy out Snoop's contract from Death Row Records for like two million dollars or whatever it was. No, it may have been more than that. I think the uh, the buyout for uh, Mystical was like two or three million dollars from Jive. He wrote a check right there on the spot, and then I mean, what was it like five million dollars or something like that? So Master P took care of his artist. Glad to see you know he did it a different way the right way as an independent label with an excellent distribution deal uh, through Priority Records. So I thought that particular uh, piece on BET, the BET Chronicles chronicling uh, No Limit was absolutely outstanding. And by the way, this segment of From the Press Box to Press Row is brought to you by Marjorie's Beef Jerky. The Marjorie's Special Six going on right now. Pick any six flavors of Marjorie's Beef Jerky and save $12. Log on to Marjorie'sBeefJerky.com right now. Marjorie'sBeefJerky.com. And again, the special. Pick any six flavors of Marjorie's Beef Jerky and save $12. Remember, Marjorie's Beef Jerky is a supporter of of from the press box to press row. So let's switch gears and talk some NBA here on the program. As I mentioned a little bit earlier on, the NBA bubble is rocking and rolling. We've had some really good matchups with respect to the NBA bubble and some teams are really playing well. I mentioned the Pelicans who uh, played extremely well against the Grizzlies and then got blown out uh, a couple of nights later by Sacramento, so you don't really know exactly what to expect from the Pelicans. But again, a good young team looking for the future. I mean, I've always really liked Lonzo Ball. I mean, I really like his game. I think Brandon Brandon Ingram is is a player. I mean, he's definitely a player and looks, at least this year, to be more consistent as a player, really coming into his own uh, as a professional and uh, could be uh, definitely he is in the running for uh, most improved player, you know, had a chance to, you know, Houston, like I like what Houston is doing uh, right now. I mean, if, if you look at James Harden and you look at James Harden prior to the restart, he was struggling, especially early on in the in January. And uh, 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 he was really, really struggling. But if you look at what Houston is doing right now, adding some pieces. Robert Covington, the former box to row All-American, uh, former Tennessee State star, uh, provides some excellent defense and hits some timely shots. Like, you know, he can hit, he'll knock down three-pointers and can knock down a three-pointer with a hand in his face. I mean, I like what I'm seeing from Houston. Does Houston have enough to win uh, the NBA championship this year, the knock has been, you know, Mike D'Antoni and and in and, and that run-and-gun offense and and really uh, the ball in the hands of Harden all the time. But it just looks like something different this time around. And I think maybe that restart uh, or that time off for the Rockets has really benefited the Rockets right now. Is it enough to win the championship? I don't know. I mean, they have, to me, the pieces to be able to do it uh, Westbrook, Harden, um, you've got defense, uh, uh, P.J. Tucker, uh, uh, you have, of course, Covington. I mean, they have, and, and those guys can also hit three-pointers, you know, whenever Eric Gordon 
uh, is able to come back. I mean, I think that's a team that you definitely have to reckon with. The Clippers, I mean, the Clippers are really, really good right now. If you really look at the Clippers and what uh, Los Angeles is doing, already had a good team. You added Kawhi uh, and Paul George to that team. And by the way, uh, when you look at Paul George, is there a more underrated superstar in the NBA than Paul George? Paul George is just phenomenal. We remember going back several years now where uh, he had that gruesome, gruesome injury, and he's been able to bounce back from that. He was already uh, on his, uh, well, he, he, he at that point was right on the cusp of superstardom, and, I mean, he has really come back from that injury. And, listen, he, he is, I mean, when we talk about great players in the NBA right now, we don't talk, you know, PG-13 is not a guy that generally comes up in the topic of conversation. We're going to talk about LeBron. We're going to talk about James Harden. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about uh, Antetokounmpo so on and so forth. I mean, you talk about really good young players uh, in the league. You're talking about Luka Doncic. I mean, that guy can really, really play. And, and Dallas is a, is, a, is, a, is a dangerous team, I think, also as well. I don't think poised to uh, – doesn't have enough, in my opinion, uh, right now to win an NBA championship for this season. But you look at Porzingis, Doncic, you look at that team. I mean, that's a really, really good – uh, Dallas Mavericks basketball team. But, you know, uh, again, we talk about young Trey Young. I mean, I know he's not part of the bubble situation with Atlanta, but you talk about young players, Doncic's, uh, Trey Young. But, I mean, in terms of superstar players, established players, you know, Harden, Antetokounmpo, you talk about Anthony Davis. We, uh, we, we, we talk about, obviously, LeBron. Uh, we, we talk about uh, you're going to Kawhi. I mean, you talk about so many players, but the one player we don't talk enough about is PG-13, Paul George. And, I mean, that guy is really, really good. I mean, I th think the Clippers have as much a chance to win it. The Lakers, I mean, they're, they're definitely missing something. I mean, not having Av uh, Avery Bradley. Um, and, you know, I watched them struggle the other night against Houston. I mean, but any, I mean, anytime you have a LeBron, you're, you're going to, you know, he's going to be able to, 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 to help out a lot bail you out of certain situations but I mean if he's off boy that that's tough and then Anthony Davis is a really good player and we'll, we'll see you know what the Lakers are able to do um the Bucks are really really good I mean this may be the year uh that the Milwaukee Bucks can win that championship I mean Chris Middleton the other night dropped 33 points you know Antetokounmpo's on fire I mean that's a really good and let's not, you know, one of the more underrated teams to me, the Indiana Pacers. You have Oladipo back. T.J. Warren is just dropping buckets with the talent that's already on that team. And Nate McMillan as the coach. I think he has done a tremendous job, one of the more underrated jobs. Uh, definitely should be in the running for coach of the year. Uh, listen, uh, you know, and particularly last year, doing what the Pacers did without uh, Oladipo, my goodness gracious, I like the Pacers as well. So this NBA restart is off to a great start. Some compelling matchups, some teams really playing some pretty good basketball and uh, looking forward uh, to the NBA continuing. 
I'm out of here. Thank you to Julie Donaldson for joining us today here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Don't forget to look for the information on our 15-year celebration taking place August the 20th, beginning at, beginning at 5.05 p.m. Eastern on our website, BoxToRow.com, and on our social media channels. And always remember to support those that support you. From the Press Box to Press Row is presented by BW Communications. Come on and testify, you know he's awesome, say it.